Hey TRB fans, Lacey here. Looking for the perfect way to geek out about Star Wars in style? Check out jewelrybrands.shop. They have tons of fashionable ways to show your love for your favorite galaxy far, far away with pins, rings, necklaces, earrings, and more spanning from the Skywalker saga to the Mandalorian. And while you're there, don't forget to use code TRB at checkout for 10% off. So whether you're a Jedi or lean more to the dark side, you won't have to use the force to find awesome stuff at jewelrybrands.shop. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Resistance Broadcast. I'm John, thanks for joining us. Monday, October 11th. We are already in the middle of October. Um, trucking along as we're getting closer <laughs> and closer to the Book of Boba Fett, the holidays. It's a good time. It's a good time to be alive. It's a good time to be a Star Wars fan. And uh, it's a good time to be talking about Star Wars. So thanks for joining us here on this news show. Where we're going to talk about the latest and give our takes on the latest Star Wars news, including one of us, uh, one of our exclusive stories. So, uh, James and Lacey with me as always. Hello. What is going on? How are you guys doing, James? You got the new, but looks vintage. Like it looks like a fifty-year-old mm. shirt, but it's really a five-day-old shirt. Why don't you tell our audience and describe it to our audio audience what you got there? Uh, it is. The Star Wars Vision, uh, Star Wars Visions T-shirt that is, uh, yeah, it's like an older one. It looks, <laughs> it looks retro. It looks like it comes like straight from the. 80s I love or the retro but, look. Yeah, yeah, it's the yeah. Uh, characters from Tatooine Rhapsody. It's kind of like a, a band photo thing, although Boba Fett's in there too. Um, yeah, Star I Wars in English that cross being top. Like, Star James Wars gonna love the bottom, this. Japanese. Yeah. Um, Whole band thing. The, it it kind of reminds me of your Force the Force Awaken shirt. <laughs> Yeah. why why because it's like the shirt. style that looks old school too yeah 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 i like that shirt um, it. it's fading Lacey, out man it's just a blue shirt mm -hmm. now practically Lacey, what shirt are you rocking what is what's going on here i have the star wars celebration kylo ren looking oh. at the helmet character mm -hmm. yes. art shirt that was i think for the tickets is what they very good use it for. very good Lacey, did you uh when was the last time you got taco bell i just got to check in on that <laughs> I got it on Monday, National Taco Day. They gave out free tacos. That was National Taco Day? Mm-hmm. They gave out free tacos. I missed mm -hmm. it. Sounds I don't like know how you missed it. I was writing in Discord like crazy, like, guys, I'm getting tacos today. Taco Bell's giving out free tacos. <laughs> National Taco Day. I just thought you were day. getting tacos. I, yeah, no, you I said it chicken was taco. Yes, I did, James. I meant to tell you, I did get the chicken uh, like the big news exclusive, the new taco with the spicy sauce. It is spicy. There's a there's nice. there's like a one with jalapenos. There's like two. Versions I didn't of get it. the jalapeno one. I got so the other the one. But even one. that one was spicy. Yeah, I think it's got the same sauce on it, but the other one has jalapenos. It was good. It's, it's not a chicken bad. finger. It's just too small. <laughs> yeah, it's a chicken finger. Like you could have yeah. probably like three of those and be like, this Oof. is a normal sandwich. Yeah. Man, how many uh, real talk? And I'm saying 
full dirtbag mode. You know how they sell those boxes of like, here's a the whole box size? of soft tacos. Yes. How many, if you were hungry, Wait, I don't know what that be is. honest. How they many do the, soft... the taco packs. Yeah. It's like on like, there. It has a handle. Yeah. It's like a suitcase. Literally. How many, how many soft, how, how many soft tacos from Taco Bell do you think you could hammer down in one sitting? That's a good question. I usually get a soft taco and or some type of taco, whether it be like Doritos taco or soft taco or something, and a crunch wrap. So crunch wraps like I'd say like two two tacos, three tacos. I'm, I'm, your standard grade soft taco. But I'm saying I'm trying to convert. Yeah, from she's, she's converting what she gets to, to soft taco. Uh, I I would four? say if I was if four, that's it. I think four. Oh, uh, that's four soft tacos. Not, I mean, three is the meal. They're, they have a three soft tacos meal, so that's just like normal. I, I was mm. saying, if I was gonna eat, like, if I was like, I'm gonna eat as many of these as I think I can, it'd probably be eight. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe we should do a Patreon video where we each get a box. <laughs> and oh. See how many we can eat. <clears throat> I'd do it. I, James, you know what's funny? I was <laughs> I gonna say too. eight too. Cause I, yeah, I think she's shooting low. She says four, but I think. I think she's understand? forgetting how small the soft tacos are. We should totally do, underst- do it. We should totally do, you understand do it. How, I can eat a, a Taco Bell soft taco in three bites. If, yeah, if no need problem. be. John, I've never been around you when you're in dirtbag mode. I feel like I need to experience <laughs> this because every time I hear about it. it I, didn't, is, I, I didn't feel like it's like 50-50, it Lacey. What does that mean? What does that mean? <laughs> I didn't say it. <laughs> what the hell? Um, um. No, because like when you went to White Castle, James, I wasn't there. And then we, we yeah, went, was, we went yeah. to In-N-Out before the premiere. But even then, it's yeah. like you just got one burger. It wasn't like... Well, I didn't, I didn't want to be getting sick at <laughs> trying to watch a movie. Like <laughs> sitting there in my suit, just like all bloated. Like, oh. Yeah, it's yeah. like the worst Star Wars experience ever. <laughs> ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Pretty, yeah. Um, we should no, totally do that, though. I would totally do that. Buy the boxes. I'd be down. Make it finish. All right, let, let, us know, let us know in the comments or if you're on Twitter or whatever. Let us know if you want $2 to do a the, month. You can watch us <laughs> destroy a box of a taco, a taco yeah. eating challenge. Yeah. Um, all right. So Taco Bell sponsor the podcast, please. Thank you. Um, all right. So we're going to, we're going to come back from across the border and we're going to get back into the base because we have stuff to talk about here and uh, some pretty cool stuff. So mm-hmm. James, um, lead the way resistance report, man. It's the resistance. All right. This week's resistance report is a little. Okay. I'm almost afraid to even say the word spoilery because it's, it's a little bit of an exclusive scene that we have, you know, we know about. So we're going to talk about it. It does kind of give away some stuff that's going to happen in the book of Boba Fett, but we have all agreed that it's worth talking about because it's not really like a character reveal or some sort of like big plot element or something like that. Um, Right. So we are going to go ahead and talk about it, but you know, I, you know, we, you, you can skip forward in the show and kind of, I don't know how to exactly do that. I'm going to preface it to you guys. I'm the big non-spoiler person. Like, very hard as of a year, year and a half ago. Uh, this to me wasn't too bad. Mm-hmm. So if you're like, oh, is it really bad? It's not that bad. So yeah. just gonna throw that out there. 
I we, honestly, I, I know you're going to kind of do the build up thing, but real quick, I think this is like one of those, like, lick your lips and get your appetite cooking type of stories. And PS people have been waiting sure. for a trailer. Like, I think this was, this was one of those types. This yeah, isn't yeah. a, we're breaking, here's the script for episode nine. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is, I think this is a, this was a, I felt good about this story. So, yeah, I'm just saying because people probably gauge what I think. I, I don't think it's that bad. Yeah. But, yeah. So, uh, we'll go ahead and say it. John is going to speak first on this because he knows the most, obviously, about this story. It was his, his thing to break the news here. But the long of it is that in the show, Boba Fett at one point is going to be standing on top of a Rancor. And kind of as it like kind of makes its way through the city and it's kind of demolishing the city. Now, that being said, we don't know a whole lot about how that's going to go down. We don't know if he's writing it and demolishing the city on purpose or he's trying to wrangle it as it's demolishing the city. But that scene happens. Um, so I'm going to let John take it away here uh, to kind of talk about, you know, everything that went on with uh, how we were able to deliver this uh, story as a news piece. Yeah, so we were described this scene. Um, we didn't see footage or anything like that. Uh, that would have been cool. But um, <laughs> we, were we were described this scene, and we just tried to take absorb as many details as we could, and then we had an artist create a rendering of it as best as we imagine it looks. So, but the the, the yeah the the skinny of it is is that Boba Fett is standing on the back of the neck of a rancor. Um, it's it's a lighter toned rancor it's it's uh, like the the one from uh, return of the jedi patisa uh, as it was recently named is a more dark brown this is a lighter like sandy colored rancor and a lot i know some people who dove into the article in the comments are like is it mochi or whatever from uh, uh bad, batch? bad batch yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, you know who knows but the, the bottom line is uh boba fett is standing on the back of this thing it has like a they said they they told us it has like a plate a chest plate of armor and like wrist guards like medieval looking stuff and it and, and from their description they weren't sure but they're like we're pretty sure he's like riding this thing and it's you know and it looks like it's gonna be on tatooine and they're gonna be tearing through the city and it just made, made me think of like robert rodriguez had a toy of a rancor and he had a toy of boba fett and he yep. put him on his back and he's like this would be freaking cool man <laughs> you know? and that's all you gotta do that's all you have to do sometimes in star wars so um I thought are we gonna get that you know, scene like we did with the stormtroopers for mandalorian are we gonna yeah. get that little cut scene in his backyard yeah. so so we ran this by someone else and they were like yeah we're pretty confident that that's in it that's in the series because sometimes this stuff they, they make it and it either gets cut or you know whatever but from what i understand this is uh going to be in it and again to me uh this does it doesn't spoil the story at all because we knew boba fett was on tatooine um it doesn't reveal a major thing like baby yoda or or luke skywalker or anything like that you know i there's things i have heard about upcoming you know projects and stuff that i won't report on because i'm like people need to find that out the right way right and there's also like story stuff that I refuse. I don't want to hear because like, you know, I was trying to avoid that all the episode nine stuff. Like I wanted to go in and I wanted to watch that movie. So, but this one, I was like, this is just a cool thing, like an appetizer to get you warmed up because we haven't seen a trailer yet. And this thing's only two months away. Like this is one of those things you're like, wow, this is, if the, the show is anything like this, this show is going to be amazing. So if anything, 
I'm sure they're, you know, they don't, they don't, they may not think this way, but they're probably like feeling good that people are receptive to it. I'm sure mm-hmm. they were like checking out people's responses, seeing like, oh, that's good. That's good. And I'm wondering if like Robert Rodriguez saw it or something like that. But, you know, again, like for anyone upset about it, I mean, the major trades revealed and, and ruined the surprise of Ahsoka being in, you know, the Mandalorian. This right. isn't that great, in my opinion. It, and, and I didn't say great. This isn't that great, that level. Uh, but it's still a very cool story. And uh, I'm excited to see it uh, actually uh, show up on screen. So you can see the rendering. If you want to go into the article, we have an artist rendering made of it. Um, if it looks anything like that, that's going to be so badass. So I'm very excited about that. Uh, but I think this is going to be a very cool story. But the the one other thing I'll say is, you know, in the article, you know, I made it clear to ask, you know, anyone who has a one of those like Star Wars Twitter accounts with the 50,000 followers or whatever, just don't share the image publicly because people should have the right to go into the article to see it. And, you know, there were a couple of people we had to ask to like, please take it down. But most people were respectful. So I really appreciate that. I think that's really cool that people did that that way. Um, and, 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 you know, there's, there's other stuff I'll get into later that, that bother me and how some people handle certain things, but this is a, this is a happy time. This is a good time. So the, this, and this show is going to be bananas, man. This is going to, uh, I think this is going to be a wild, wild series. And you could just see Robert Rodriguez, uh, is going to have some fun with this thing. And, and with the backing of Filoni and Favreau to kind of keep the train on the tracks a little bit, I think we're in for a really good time. So then, Lacey, you uh, checking out the article, seeing the image, and kind of getting you an guys idea were of what's so nervous <laughs> before this episode. They were like, "So I don't know if you want to handle this. I don't know if you read it." I was like, "I read it. It's good. <laughs> yeah. it's all good." Yeah. I mean, she is yeah. the one that's always like, "I don't want to know this stuff," and w- which is so lightning, you know, difference, <laughs> like from so, where we started. But like I said, it's like the Ahsoka mm-hmm. Baby Yoda stuff that bothers me because I feel like a lot of stuff got spoiled for the Mandalorian that didn't need to be spoiled. Mm-hmm. So that yeah. was my kind of attitude. This, not so much, but go ahead, James. Well, and you, you used to be a big spoiler person, is what James is saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. And so, then things were robbed from me. Now I hate it. <laughs> so then my, my, all my question was, is you, you check this out. What are your thoughts? Yep. Does, does it get you excited for the series? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I I love Rancors. <laughs> they're, they're like my favorite creature in Star Wars ever since mm. I was little. Uh, you know, Return of the Jedi was like my movie and the whole Jabba's palace scene with Luke and, and the Rancor. And, you know, I collect Rancors. I'm so excited for Hasbro to be making that that like special edition HasLab mm-hmm. Rancor. I will be taking part in that. I know a lot of people were like, are you going to get the Mandalorian Razor Crest? No, but I'll get the Rancor. <laughs> like, that's, nice. that's where I'm at. Um, This looks really cool. And like I said, it didn't seem very spoilery. Um. It just seemed like, oh, cool, they're bringing something back from previous movies slash shows that we've seen. Um, but yeah, like John said, it just seems super fun. Like to me, I feel like even looking back at season two of The Mandalorian, Robert Rodriguez's episode with Boba Fett outside of just, you know, Fett Demption that we talk about here about how I came back and was like, OK, Boba Fett's pretty cool. All right, I'll give it to you guys. Because I was definitely not one of those people. Um, I feel like Robert's episode as a whole was one of the most fun episodes. That and like chapter nine that John Favreau did with Cobb Vanth. Yeah. I thought those were like the two most action-packed fun episodes of The Mandalorian. Yeah. Um, 
So to see this, it's just exactly what John was saying. It looks like it's going to be a blast. It's going to be so fun. And I just can't wait to see what Robert does because he loves action sequences, <laughs> like in everything that he does. Uh, he knows how to shoot action and like how to uh, just make it so epic. So in, like, I'm all about it. In a very raw it. way too. Yeah. So it doesn't feel like overproduced. It feels like you're like right there in the action. That's why- so. I'm wondering if they like, because the last Rancor we saw was um, ratioed and it was like puppet. And, yeah. and th- so I wonder if they're doing like CG Rancor, if they're blending some puppetry. I think they're doing here half just- and half where they're having him ride it, if he's so, riding it, like they do with like, the. Um, oh, they, got, they made a physical. Blurs. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I, I and think- then like if they got like Phil Tippett back or something just for like a little like nod to the old school, like I don't know. It's very interesting. Yeah. This yeah. whole thing to me seems like that chapter nine episode with the. Um, right. What, what's a crate dragon? Cray like, dragon, yeah. yeah. Just everything about it, even down to like the color and uh, of like its skin against the. If you're looking at the image here, it's like the. It looks like sand. Like the buildings are kind of that like sandy color. So, and then right. you see like a Mandalorian, like all like you know on top and stuff. It's like <laughs> everything about this just reminds me so much of that beginning episode. It makes me wonder: is this the first episode? The biggest thing to me in in trying to wrap my head around what's going on here is that is he riding it or is he wrangling it because i could see it being both um and one plays out where he's the bad guy and one plays Mm -hmm. out where he's like protecting people or something like that and i'm like i don't know like i think that makes more sense that boba fett being the anti-hero is like protecting people and he's wrangling he's able to take down this like rancor or whatever and that like builds him up but mm-hmm. again, like now the show just feels like the Mandalorian. And what's the difference yeah. here? I, I think I have, I, I feel like he's riding that thing. <laughs> I do too. I, 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 but the question is, is he trying to control it or is he making it, do, you know, is he trying to get it under control or is he the one that's making it do this? No, but yeah, I no, I think he's, he's definitely damage. right. <laughs> you think he's just like enough's enough. Let me take down this town. I think he's like shocking that thing in the back of the neck so it freaks out and starts destroying uh, buildings and like stuff. That. I don't like that. I think Boba Fett's he's gonna be like a crime boss. He's not here to no, save the I day. Just don't, he's not I just Clark don't Kent. Like, I just don't like the the shocking of the Rancor. Well, yeah, it's like well, I was thinking of who, who the the Fathiers and that's how they had them running and you know with a horse you whip it. Mm-hmm. And, the Fathiers. Yeah. The Fathiers. Do they wear berets? Yeah. The French. <laughs> <laughs> they, there's croissants on the racetrack. Did I say Fabiers? You did. I'm picturing like a Fabier with a beret and like sparkling water. Oh my god, and we I gotta am, do it. We gotta I do actually, it before other people do. I actually thought when you said Fabiers, it was like a family from Godfather or something that you were making a reference to. I was like, I don't know what that oh, was. Oh yeah. Um, oh, James, what, 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 what else? What else do you have on this? Delicious Star Wars Newsnet exclusive. Um, I don't know, John. What, what do you, <laughs> are you? Is there something else? Wait, well, you, you didn't. You didn't really get give too many thoughts on your. You know whether you dig it. What else you think? Aside from whether he's wrangling it or yeah. riding it, and I don't know. I'm hesitant to even say this, but I can't because I can't quite put my finger on it. But I don't know. 
I think you guys are kind of describing it like, oh, he just put these two toys together or something like that. And I, I think you're right on that. That's kind of the vibe that I'm getting. It feels like what, like, how would we feel if, you know, like Luke Skywalker was on top of a ATST or something? You know what I mean? Like, there's something that doesn't quite feel Star Warsy about it, but it looks like you're taking two characters and putting them in. And it feels nostalgic and new at the same time or something. So it, it feels right. It feels like Star Wars television. But I'm trying to figure out like if I like it. Well, Attack of yeah. the Clones, they jump on monsters and ride them around. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Do you do, Are you excited that we're going to see a Rancor? Are you like, been there, done that? I'm Where actually not that? a fan of Rancors. That's maybe another oh, thing, God, too. Oh, God, why would you say that? Get off the I show. I love Rancors. Well, he's a big Gamorrean <laughs> guard guy. He's, he's up, still upset. He's very upset about it. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't know. I, I, I'm one of those people that, like, when you see an animal that, like, it's so ugly, it's cute. I'm like, no, it's ugly. Like I don't, How I don't put you? the whole thing together. I go, no, I think what we're describing here is is an ugly animal, and uh, so I see that animal and I go, yeah, it's a, it's an ugly animal, and I think other people see it as like cool or something. Like I don't know, like. All right. How about all the right. part in Return of the Jedi where the door closes on it and it does this little whimper where it's like, oh, oh. yeah. Yeah. Oh my God! It gets I'm me right in the chest with, every I'm time. I'm conflicted with that. That's like, that's like seeing, um, like Jason the murder. Like, don't hurt me. And I'm like, it's something about though, the image it's an doesn't match what's coming out. I know, <laughs> I but know. then it it really brings it to a level of like, this animal's been trained to do this. It's not doing this because you know. Yeah, it's making the evil choice to eat people. It's just I mean, like rancors always it. have kind of fallen into that category of like dogs that you know, like pit bulls, Big for dogs. instance, or whatever. Yeah. You know, kind of thing where you're like, oh, this is bad and this is scary, and I should be afraid of it. And if you have to put it down, you have to put it about down. But it's like it's unfortunate because like it's just kind of the it's the people abusing the the dog or whatever to and make his trainer how he starts crying oh but i also God. i can't really picture like i know we got it in badge bad bad batch but i can't really picture like a cute pet rancor the one you in know? bad batch was be, cute like, <laughs> I, but that again well, was like weird james i here's here's another exclusive for you pal <laughs> uh-oh i heard at the end of the first episode of the book of boba fett He's going to go into this room and this little pod's going to open up and it's going to be a baby rancor and they're going to touch fingers. Oh, I love that. I know you're joking, but... (laughs) (laughs) Yes, just to be clear, the first story we just talked about, very real. The thing I just said, not Not. real. Yeah. And it's yeah, like you got you got you got to be clear these days. You got to be the very first clear episode is just like pays homage to the first two seasons of The Mandalorian. They're just like covering all the bases. Yeah. Um. <laughs> It's poetry. I mean, huh? guys, that's it, it for this story, at least. If if you want to go and check out the image, if you haven't already, um, those are kind of our an, initial thoughts on it. Oh, I was going to mention, too, that this also was the co- on the cover of a uh, Star Wars, the High Republic issue of characters riding on the tops of Rancors. Rancors, so that, yeah, yeah, yeah. That has mm. happened in the High Republic, and kind of it did make me wonder, like, wait a minute, when did that issue come out? So was the idea of riding on Rancors kind of brought up because of this and then they're like oh we'll we'll seed it a little bit that's a neat idea and uh 
we'll we'll put it in some uh, of our other tales right now, and then when it comes out, it'll all feel already Star Warsy, or people will already be kind yeah. of like aware of that concept at least a little bit. I don't also, know, I reach out to James and let him know how he's wrong about Rancors being cute. Mm. I just I think they're weird looking, man. You're Looks like we have our next poll, James. <laughs> are, are Rancors cute? Are Rancors? I mean, no. <laughs> all right guys we're moving on to the next story uh new books were announced last week uh new books that are coming in 2022 um there's a couple of them that uh are really interesting but this is like their big slate uh there wasn't like a ton that they announced so i imagine there will still continue to be more but we got um we got one book called shadow of the sith uh and that is going to be a story that takes place after return or no i'm sorry what am i reading here it takes place after return of the jedi yeah okay it says unanswered questions from the rise of skywalker yes because a lot of the storylines feed into rise of skywalker oh all right okay sorry (laughs) um (laughs) yeah it's this this Shadows of the Sith is going to be a story of Lando and Luke together after Return of the Jedi, which is um, pretty yep. awesome. Yep. Um, another story that we got is going to be called Brotherhood, and that is going to be about Obi-Wan and Anakin's relationship during the Clone Wars. We've gotten a little bit of that before, um, even in some comic stuff, like some Obi-Wan and Anakin, the the you know one-shot series. Not one-shot, but yep. you know six small series. Um, but this is a... a we They've... Lacey will talk a little bit more about where this actually takes place. It's kind of interesting as well. Um, and then we have stories of Jedi and Sith, which is kind of, we've seen stories like this before. They're kind of collective things, multiple different authors telling stories very similar to what we got in Lego Terrifying Tale um, and myths and legends, stuff like that, or myths and fables. Mm-hmm, These kind mm-hmm. of older stories that have to do with uh, the brave Jedi and the devious uh, Sith. Um, and one more, uh, called Padawan, and that is going to be about Obi-Wan and Kenobi, right? You mean Obi-Wan? Obi- <laughs> Sorry. Obi-Wan and Kenobi? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Obi-Wan as a Padawan Obi-Wan under Qui-Gon. Qui-Gon. <laughs> I'm piecing it together. This is the one where I meant where to talk about where it takes place. Um, it's all good. Yeah, I haven't so, leafed over these very much, as you can tell. James, James got called on to do his book report. I know. <laughs> read the back read of the, the book. book. <laughs> yeah. Padawan is the he one. He saw the movie. He rented the movie. That's about uh, Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan, and it's when it takes place is what Lacey was talking about. Um, Correct. What you were talking about. Okay, yeah. yeah so yeah, I, yeah. I was off on that. Guys, I have very terribly fumbled my way through these four books. Um <gasps> John, what are you, what are your thoughts uh, on any of these? Uh... I mean, you know, I, I'm a I am a big fan of the Rise of Skywalker, so anything that could help, you know, enrich that or make me see, you know, Lando in that era in a different way, and why he um, mentions him and Luke going looking for certain things, and right, right, and and the Sith artifacts and all that stuff, and. You know, the idea of them alluding to Lando's daughter being taken away, that makes me think, like, is the whole Jana thing back in the mix? That like, is the first thing I thought. I went, oh, snap. Because at, at the end of The Rise of Skywalker, she her eyes light up like she just realized she just saw her dad. 
Yeah, it's and a weird it, moment too because it came out of nowhere right at the end, and you're like, "Wait, hold on a second, let's and, go back and, and replay and that." And, yeah, and people who find that like that's ridiculous. What are the odds? Yeah, of her being his daughter. I'm like, okay, Luke Skywalker, the the villain turned out being his dad. Oh, and that woman he rescued on the Death Star that turned out to be his sister. That's all you need to know about Star Wars. It's a very or any story, any story. It's, it's a, always connected it's like a, that. Yeah. It's a very yeah tightly wound saga, and that's what a saga is. It's that you know you can't look at it from a a real world perspective. So I think that would be kind of cool because then if they continue on with Jana, she continues on the Calrissian legacy. I would be all about that. So let me just get that out of the way. Um, more Luke stuff. I like that because uh, I don't think you need to. Um, I, I'd be worried if they were trying to like dabble with, you know, like what we, what we talked about, like, do they recast Luke and do some live action stuff? And I think this is exactly what you do. Maybe an animated series, but these books and this types of thing, these types of things can help enrich that, uh, that era. Yeah, yeah. Um, they explain more about, uh, Oshi of Bastoon and what that's all about. Ray's parents, you know, and, and Adam Christopher writing it, you know, I felt bad when his Boba, uh, Mandalorian book got canceled, you know? Mm -hmm. So, because mm -hmm. we, you know, I'd been talking to him and, uh, I know he was excited about that. And sometimes that happens in publishing and, 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 uh, you know, because of stories or what have you, and maybe canon implications, that book wound up getting scratched, but I'm glad he's getting another shot here. And he gave one of those, like, maybe things when someone asked about, are we going to get the names of Ray's parents? more details oh on i them. would love that yeah so any yeah anything that helps us uh learn more about them i like so I, i'm all in on this one uh, this mm -hmm. actually might be a, a canon star wars book i i actually read wow um because uh of the implications it could have and enriching of things that we learned in the rise of skywalker so and um yeah so the, i mean the other one's fine well, but that, that's well, just one off the that's top one before of my you go up. into the other ones Lacey, what's the one that sticks out to you oh yeah I, that's all i had to say the other ones are fine that that's the one i got my eye on so i have to agree with john that that's definitely the one that had my eye as well uh just like john said i'm super pumped for adam christopher i know last year when his book got canceled i was just like oh man because he's like such an awesome guy on twitter he's so nice he talks with everyone he's a big star wars fan so when that happened i was just like oh man because He's so talented and he's done so many different books, um, including stuff for Stranger Things and whatnot, that the Mandalorian book would have been really good. So that was a little sad. But seeing this, I remember I saw his tweet very early in the morning and I sent it to people being like, what does this mean? And so I was yeah, really pumped did. that I actually was right that it meant something <laughs> and I didn't look like an idiot. So there you go, Adam, following your tweets. Um, yeah, good guy. But yeah, no, this description is so interesting to me because i feel like it answers a lot of those questions that as someone that the rise of skywalker wasn't my favorite i'll put that out there <laughs> i think i've been pretty honest about that there's just like a lot of holes in that movie that i'm like okay but what about this what about that and i think that this description alone kind of starts checking those boxes like okay this is what lando was doing this is what luke was doing um it is interesting that it mentions ray and her parents you know, will we find out more about that situation? Does Luke then know about Rey before he even meets Rey? Because then that kind of is weird with The Last Jedi where he's like, who are you? Mm -hmm. um, so I'm interested to see how that kind of all the puzzle pieces fit together. But the Jana thing is what really stuck out to me. I was like, oh, my God, clearly that's what they're trying to say here. That has to be what they're trying to say here. And I think that 
this could be something that leads into something live action with Jana. If we get this book and it gets yeah. super popular and crazy, like that's the story that we want to see is, is, you know, Lando saying, okay, let's go find him. Let's go find your family. And then it ends up their family. That's really, really awesome. I really love that. Um, that other cool. books. So other books, other books. The one that James was mentioning that uh, was kind of revealed when it was the big question for the Padawan one with Kenobi was if it was going to be anything with Satine. And the author had said that, no, this is before Claudia Gray's uh, Master and Apprentice. So it has nothing to do with uh, Satine. It's a completely new story. Um, the other things are like there's a collection of stories, which is interesting. I'm super pumped about this one for kind of not necessarily the stories, but Jake Bartok on Twitter, who did Star Wars fan art for like the past mm -hmm. two to three years, he's super talented. He did all these like Star Wars medieval uh, caricatures of like what characters would look like in medieval times. It's super, super cool. Um, to see him go from that to actually doing the illustrations for a Star Wars book, like talk about living the dream. That is so awesome as a fan myself to see a fan get to either go into writing or doing something on the shows or just to make make that step going into working for Lucasfilm. Like, congratulations. That's really awesome. Yeah, that is cool. Yeah, uh, I it, and it just shows people that like if you work hard and uh you know just do what you love eventually it will pay off and i love that message so congrats jake if you hear this i hope you uh have more star wars books to do because mm -hmm. we love your art um james is there anything that stuck out to you from these books well one thing kind of because like i said you guys were kind of filling me in as i'm listening to you talk about sure. like what these are about you mentioned that the one story is not a Satine story because it takes place, you know, before the other one. But the other book, Brotherhood, is of the period of time where Anakin has just been risen up to become a Jedi Knight. So yes, this is so this there's two Kenobi books. Yeah, yeah, and that particular book would be, like, before Clone Wars. Right. So if the other story is not addressing Satine, this one could... Um, I don't know, maybe I'm crazy on that, but, uh, but it is talking to kind of his getting used to, um, being without Mondi, uh, Obi-Wan on a regular basis. So it's kind of interesting right. is that, that, right. uh, so that one's that I like that one. The other one, um, okay. So we're talking about stories of Jedi and Sith. I, I don't know, man, I'm starting to get a little burnout on these types of books, like the myths and, and fables and stuff. Mm -hmm. Some of these stories kind of bother me because they they beat around the bush whether they're canon or not and we talked about that last thursday right but it's really annoying to me when uh i'm supposed to be invested in a story and i'm i can't even be sure that i'm ever gonna see this referenced again anywhere ever you know that mm -hmm. that bothers me um even if it's something as simple as uh, like something they sell at uh, Galaxy's Edge, you know, uh, right? A, a a weapon of some sort, or you know, that's cool, and I, I'll feel like, oh, that's from that book. That's really neat. But I feel like they just kind of tell these stories as another way to kind of explore non-canon Star Wars, but they can still call it canon because who knows? You know, right. it could have been <laughs> true, but they're just kind of playing in these other ideas you know, randomized things. Um, so I, I get kind of burnt out on those, but 
Um, they are neat, and I enjoy the stories when I hear them. We just actually did a Patreon uh, watch along of the terrifying tales, and it's like, I don't imagine those stories are true by any means, but mm-hmm. they are fun to watch, even especially yep. ones that are like totally completely non-canon, like Leia right. destroying the Death Star and stuff. It's like, okay, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that, that it's fun to watch sometimes. Um, so there's that. Um, Padawan to me just is, it just reminds me too much of Master and Apprentice. Like I read the pitch and I go, oh, we already have that book and it was really good. So right, right, right. this better top it or I know, you know, they're probably not, well, it's not meant to be better than this other story. It's meant to be another story, but I'm like, I have all Star Wars to tell. I feel like we kind of got this era. So uh, and you're going against Claudia Gray, who like Claudia Gray is like she's kind of known as the best. And then this was probably yeah. the best of the books she's written. So it's right. like it's tough, you know. Yeah. Um, so I mean, I'm I'm interested to read it and check it out, but it, it does kind of have that that sting on it a little bit. Um, I know we joke a lot about how Ahsoka has so much content out there. I gotta say, Obi Wan and Anakin in the past few years have gotten so many books, comics, like all this stuff explored in that mm-hmm. time period of like they were together and they're like yeah just cancel yeah. the series i've had enough all right calm down that's not what i meant <laughs> i meant like that period of time when they're training to be jedi is like something yeah. that yeah. they explore a lot like the clone wars we've talked about this like the clone wars is very very explored um, i mean i still anyway. i still think it would be really cool to see like an animated series where you have like young anakin Sure. Like almost an Anakin that more resembles Jake Lloyd. Really? Mm, like go- interesting. Yeah. No, I mean an animated series. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> I just feel like that. Then we're at the point where it's like, and I, no offense, I'm I, you're. I'm sure a lot of people, more people, do agree with you than me. But I don't need like every year of Anakin's life documented. Like it's year three point five. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're like, and then Anakin went through puberty and it was very awkward. (laughs) I mean, I get it. Um, The last one just... Then he got very angry. Yeah, it's the the Shadow of the Sith thing. Yeah, it's interesting because it's it's hard to kind of find an era that this falls into place because it looks like a lot of the things are all leading and making those ties to the sequel trilogy, but it seems like this is very clearly that like aftermath, um, you know, type era right after the original trilogy. Yeah, it's like Mandalorian. It's like they're exploring that whole time period. Yeah. The one thing that I think is interesting with this, and you guys both kind of are leaning on it, that it's it's uh, Jana as the daughter. The only thing that, the only little thing I'll throw in there just to give it something else to think about is that despite whether she's his daughter or not, the canon is, is that he did lose a daughter at this time. Yeah, right. So- so take that, like, say somebody made a decision long ago. They're not that it's not her dad. Okay, they just made that decision. We're gonna What's tell her a story age? about Lando. I think that would mean she, she would yeah, have to be up. as old as Ben Solo, right? Yeah, she's yeah. probably around like late twenties, thirty, something like that. Um, if you're going to tell a story about Lando at this time in his life, you got you have to address the fact that his daughter went missing. You know, well, that's so what they say like, in the synopsis. They say he's like looking for her. 
Yeah, I know. That's what I'm, what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, you can't just tell a story about Lando and Luke, like, running around being buddies. Um, you have to mention that his daughter's missing, and that's part of the issue. And then yeah. when you say that, people are going, oh, and then they're going to make that connection right. back to her. But it, but it's pretend that they're not related. This is still going to be a crazy story about him losing his daughter and being like, we don't, we don't ever know what happened. You know, right. She just kind of yep. disappeared one day and, and we don't really know what's going on. Now, that being said, what's the point of that story if you don't end up getting some closure on it? I mean, that would what just mean? suck. Yeah. Like, why, why write a story where Lando had a daughter and she was stolen from his arms and he searched to find her and he never found her? That's that's the end of the story. Well, I mean, that has to be it, because at the end of Rise of Skywalker, he doesn't say, hey, I'm your dad. Right. Well, that, that's the thing. So James is, in other words, saying they're going to develop some sense of a conclusion on this where he does reunite with his daughter. Oh, it might oh, not be oh, her, oh. but I'm saying right. But like, what it what is Though really ultimately is. Think, the point of a st- like? It's one thing if you're saying, oh, he lost his daughter years ago, and that was a tragic thing. Like she was killed, or she died, and <laughs> you know, uh, when she was three for this reason. And you want to make that part of his story? That's fine. But now Whoa. you're going back to this era. I don't know. It just it it seems strange to me. Like I feel like there has to be some sort of closure because they wouldn't they wouldn't tell this story if it didn't have purpose. Right. Let, think about this from just like Disney and Lucasfilm's perspective. You know, Skywalker Saga is done. I don't think anybody thinks we're done with those characters. And you know, we've talked about it with Daisy coming back or whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They want they want to keep certain levels of connectivity there and you can just as easily carry over the sequel trilogy characters and say there's your connectivity there's your familiarity um for those kids who are going to be you know now in their teens and 20s who grew up as little tykes watching this for the first time but you you know you can keep the calrissian thing going with jana ray took on the mantle of skywalker so that name is still there that's a, that's right. a, you like hearing the name skywalker that's a very important thing um, you still can bring the droids back. You can bring Chewie back, the Falcon, all that stuff. I think like anytime they can take an opportunity to carry it on to the next generation while not being like, here's Lando again. Now he's 106 and he's going to fly yeah. the Falcon. <laughs> and to the, uh, I think that's a good thing. And that's why, again, I'm also, um, another reason why I'm leaning towards Jonna is going to end up being a Calrissian. And I'm, I think it's totally a good thing because I don't know how anyone could be totally cool with Leia again, Leia, Luke, and Vader being related when they weren't originally, and now that they, and not be okay with this. Like, come on, you can't. Also, then yeah. it keeps someone from the original movies going because that's what I mean. Yeah, Ben, yeah, yeah, just, ben Solo's yeah. gone. There's no connection. Luke had no kids, so then there's that one connection that still draws in, and right. it kind of gives her, um, her character more weight to the importance. Like, I feel like people were easy to kind of say like, oh, well, she's just a character. And no, she's connected to someone that you know and love right. and you have your whole, whole life. She's more important than you think she is. And if Oscar doesn't come back or they do the thing where he comes back and they kill him off early, like I think they might. You I think they have, might do that too, yeah. You could have Jana flying with Chewie and then you still have the Lando-Chewie kind of connection. I think that'd be cool. So... Because she you did know, take I, the lead a lot in Rise of Skywalker, where she's like, okay, this is the plan. This is what we're doing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, 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 it gets me excited about the potential for the future. And I think they're, they, they're planning those seeds properly to, to keep them at least at a simmer so that when they do come back, everyone's like, 
why does this feel so familiar when yeah. all the old G's are gone? You know, so I don't know. Uh, we can I go loved on about her. It, but I know we have, no, we have more stories. It's, to go Yeah, into. I loved yeah. her character. I hope she comes back. Yeah, it's def- it definitely opens a lot of doors, and I hope that that book ends up doing that. It kind of you know gives you a thousand yeah. more questions and roads that we could take you know because even even just you describing it and i'm thinking about some of those connections like you mentioned like the lando and chewy sort of pseudo connection and stuff i'm like man you know finn was also missing his parents maybe finn's in the mix too and it's like the three of them but then i'm like ah but he's a jedi and then i was like man that now now even because this story exists i'm starting to think maybe that's part of his thing too where he's like i never had any parents or I never knew I had never had any direction and Ray would be like connecting with him over that, you know, like, yeah, I mean, how awesome my, would it be if my she... story's messed up too. And they're like trying to right. connect over. It's almost better to have no parents than the parents that she had. Right. Well, well not imagine that her parents goes... were bad, but like her lineage or whatever. Yeah. Yes, yeah right. Imagine she goes off on an adventure with Lando off screen. Like you don't see it necessarily or she comes back and then she figures out the Lando is her dad. Right. They kind of established that. And then she's wearing a cape and stuff. Like, that's so awesome. <laughs> I would love that. Where she, like, she rolls up of, to the... She already kind of does have, like, a cape, right? Right. Where I'm saying, like, she shows up in a Lando cape that, like, oh, you're yeah. just like, oh, this is so awesome. We, I love we've that. got a, we got a lot of stories to get to and stuff, but I just want to throw this out there, too. Do you guys know that every single week when we do this podcast, I go, I got to rewatch. And then it's, like, always a different movie. Like I'm always yes, like I gotta rewatch do. Solo, well, and I'm like, how does, I n- I never yeah. end up doing it. I I get distracted. I watch other things or I I read books or whatever, and I never do it. But every time when I'm on the show, I'm sitting here thinking like, man, I gotta rewatch Rise of Skywalker. I gotta right. do it. It's so good, you know, or whatever. It just gets me pumped up. Um, how does how does this name sound? Just to close out the story, Jana Calrissian. I think it's pretty cool. It's pretty any any name with Calrissian sounds cool, but yeah. 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 Um. All right. Uh. One other story that we wanted to talk about was the that the uh they kind of did a uh interview with the people who were working on Lego Star Wars Terrifying Tales. The creators they were talking about behind the scenes. There's a lot. If you guys want to go over to StarWarsNewsNet.com and check out uh, our article where we kind of broke it down. This actually came from StarWars.com, so you can go check it out there. But we kind of took a lot of the highlights and put it together for you so that you're not sifting through a giant article. You're just kind of getting like the, the, the major points here, but, uh, it's, it's a good read, um, to get a lot of the, it's like why special features on a DVD or something along those lines. They talk a lot about, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, where inspiration came from, how the whole thing came to be, which I'm sure we'll talk about here in a second, but like, you know, that's coming off of the, um, holiday special and the success of that. So, lot to be said here um john you want to take it away any anything that popped out to you on this we just watched it to be honest we yeah we yeah did. <laughs> so yeah i'll say this you know them speaking about it and saying how they kind of like it this this spawned off of the success of the um lego holiday special um which i, I thought was received really well it was really fun no one took it too seriously which was great um and it's of that same vein. Uh, I actually enjoyed the terrifying tales a bit more. I thought it had more of that fun little adventure vibe, Indiana Jones ish, um, with the horror uh, nods to all the classic horror stories that they weaved in into like three parts, which is very like um, horror serial style storytelling, which I like. Mm-hmm. But the one thing I find the the coolest is that they said when they were creating this, like, well, 
Christmas, yeah. Like, that's a memory you have as a kid. What's the other thing you remember as a kid? And they're like, Halloween. And that's what <laughs> that's what came up with the, the idea to do that. And then the other thing that is a really good point that they that they brought up is it doesn't end here. This can be a tradition now, kind of like how, you know, we go back and watch The Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown and the Great Pumpkin. And all these, uh, you know, uh, every year everyone has their favorite Christmas movie. Like my family loves to watch Home Alone together. And, mm-hmm. you know, this can be one of those things where you pop it on uh, on Halloween, you know, afternoon before you go out trick or treating with your kids, watch it for 40 minutes. And it's your little Star Wars tradition on Halloween now. And that can be there forever. So I think that's very cool. And that that's all I really have. You know, I don't have too much else to say. Go read the article if you want the full details on what they said. But um, I, I think it was cool how they kind of came up with this and and uh understand that it can be this sort of like family you know ritual tradition and i kind of i like that mm-hmm. i see thoughts on the behind the scenes of the holiday or the uh terrifying tales so first i loved terrifying tales just like john i i liked it more than the holiday special i found myself laughing out loud more i i don't know if it's because we kind of talked about this a little bit james that you know spooky stuff just is more fun i feel yeah, sometimes cool. than holiday stuff but uh yeah, it was great. So I suggest everybody go watch it. And if you want to see our feedback, you can head over to Patreon. But uh, the thing that stuck out to me in this interview was them talking about who their core audience is, which I feel like people forget us as Star Wars fans, adult Star Wars fans that have grown up with Star Wars, kind of have that semi-ownership of it that like, this is our thing, uh, which they said our core audience will always be kids. But I think kids are also smarter and more sophisticated than we give them credit for. All that said, I think kids like to be scared a little bit. Once they realize there's nothing to be scared of, it becomes kind of fun, which is overall the theme of the entire movie is like, mm-hmm. hey, don't be scared. You, you, you need to be scared to have courage. Um, but yeah, no, I loved that they said that because I think sometimes and we just talked about this last week with the canon thing, we forget that like these stories these movies these tv shows a lot of this stuff is for kids so once you kind of get remind yourself of that you tend to have more fun with it and not take it so seriously um and i didn't with this and i and i went in with no expectations just to have a good time and laugh and i did so i suggest everybody do that with all types of star wars but definitely definitely with lego I yeah I I I like the behind the scenes aspect to it and I would say the one takeaway that I got from it is um and we we actually talked about this somewhat recently on another episode the fact that Disney plus exists is the reason that a lot of this content also exists right because where would this stuff have been if not there um ABC a YouTube channel Exactly. And, but I think that now that they have this platform where the goal is to have a lot of content because they want to compete with all these other people that have a lot of content, well, they're like, oh, well, then we need to take all our best properties Star Wars, National Geographic, Marvel, Pixar, and we need to create all these new things. And like now all of a sudden, I'm, they used to do like Pixar shorts, for instance, but they would play like before the movies, but then you, you'd yeah. see them and then it's like, nobody's going out to buy those DVDs or whatever. But now it's great because you can go to and you can go to the short section and you're like, oh, well, I, I want to rewatch some of these. These are really neat. And like, mm-hmm. John, you pointed out, this is something that you can put on every year. I've already noticed that Disney Plus and all the other streaming services do this too, but I really like it on Disney Plus. You go to like Halloween and it's like, 
spooky buddies and stuff you know it's like all <laughs> uh, hocus pocus they've yep. got their collection of halloween movies that are totally fan family and friendly they're, and they're shooting a hocus pocus 2 right now in rhode island yeah i know oh it's not God. like it it's not like heaven, hbo please. max that has <laughs> all of the nightmare on elm street movies or something it's like okay yeah. that's cool and that has its yeah. place but i'm not gonna browse that now that i have bennett you know so we go over and we look you at watch halloween. halloween town my doppelgangers exactly. in that movie yeah, it's like that's a that's another place. Like, who's your if, doppelganger? The girl in Halloween Town. She looks no joke exactly the way I looked when I was in middle school. <laughs> like literally the same person. Um, Even like with the bangs. Ugh, it was. You're talking about the lazy. cab driver, the skeleton. No, the girl. What's her name? <laughs> Julie Brown. I'm just kidding. I wish I was a skeleton. Uh, I was chubby in middle school. No, she's a Cromwell. <laughs> yeah. They, yeah. Carrie oh, Fisher's Kimberly, is Kimberly, Kimberly Brown. Brown. Oh, you Kimberly were saying Brown. her real name. Yes, the actress okay. who plays that character looks like me in sixth grade. Yeah, I thought you were saying something brown, and I was like, well, she's not brown. She's a Cromwell. Like, No, 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 Kimberly yeah. Brown. Yeah. Well, anyway, um, yeah, I think we need to think about how great it is that we even have Disney+. Plus. You know, we're getting a lot of this. We're getting Mandalorian live action, Star Wars, all this stuff. All because they have this thing where they need to feed a lot of content into it, and it's a good place. It's it's now like a premier place to put some of this content. Right. So right. Boom, we're getting it. I love it. Um, couple other things we wanted to talk about just to wrap up the resistance report. Um, there was I can't get this thing to disappear off my screen, so I can't see what's going on. Uh, the art of Star Wars Visions will be released in April 2022. James, we uh, manifested this. You yeah, and I we, manifested We were this. talking about how this had to be a thing. <laughs> and um, I think probably, you know, more than any of these other books, like there's obviously the art of the movies and there's art of the right. Jedi Fallen Order and stuff. But anime, so come on. <laughs> anime is like its own thing. Like I feel like every time mm -hmm. you turn the page, it really is like something that you're going to be able to cut out and be like, put it on a wall or something like that. And they like did the that. poster thing we said too. Oh my gosh, they did do it. Remember That's we were like, well, they should yeah. That's still slowly coming out, too. I don't think I've seen all of them. John, we manifested these. We work yeah. for called Lucasfilm. Call the culture. Lacey loves manifest. Um, I do. No. <laughs> so uh, be sure to check that book out. It's going to be awesome. Um, the only other thing that we had here, just as a quick one, was that Andy Serkis discussing the fate of Snoke and uh, his surprising origins. Um, I've seen a couple different interviews. Uh, the one I think that's cited here um is uh from a website but andy circus was recently talking on uh the barstool podcast he was a guest on there and they asked him about snoke as well and i feel like this is kind of going around he's been doing a lot of bringing up how he was kind of disappointed or surprised at snoke uh this everyone thought he was gonna be the big bad yeah yeah this was with his moto yeah here mm -hmm. um i i yeah Man, Andy Serkis is a legend. It's it's kind of a bummer that, you know, he didn't end up becoming the big bad in, in one world or alternate universe. But at the same time, like, I really like the idea of Snoke. And if and we forget about this. I wanted to mention this because I've been listening to him talk about it. If Snoke is a clone or he's like something that was grown, he's not gone. Correct. Snoke they could very easily. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't destroy Exegol. No. 
there's still like there's like three snokes in a jar those could have been growing yeah yeah that that it's like solo like the movie ends and then for some reason they cut to snoke for like one more beat just to show his face you just see the one eye like open the snoke eye just yeah you know what? i would love that because andy circus is like literally one of the best actors out there so i hope he gets all the roles that he wants yeah i mean I'm I'm going real crazy with this, but like, what if the, this conversation has happened? What if they talked with him and this is, and now it's being moved into place. This is now why he's talking about Snoke a lot. Like JJ's like, interview. all right, let's try this again. All right. <laughs> take two. <laughs> well, take three. JJ's back. JJ's back, <laughs> baby. Snoke's back. Like Snoke's back. <laughs> Get that it. 2015 nostalgia going. Yeah. <laughs> it's like only like six years. That's how fast culture yeah. is. Like Dude, remember, yeah. People back you remember then. Remember back in the day bottoms? when we were kids? Uh, like five yeah. years ago. <laughs> yeah, right. Do you remember when the Force Awakens came out and a gallon of gasoline was four seventy to five? You know, just yeah. like yeah. good old days. You know, <laughs> it's oh, like uh, it's like relive the saga that we released three years, two ago. years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. <clears throat> uh, well, that is it for Resistance Report. Uh, we got a really cool pod race coming up. I'm gonna let Lacey take it from here. All right, guys, it's time for the Patreon pod race. So there are lots of ways you can support us. You can like this video, comment, subscribe on YouTube, ring the bell for notifications, follow us on Twitter at RBATSWNN or on Instagram at The Resistance Broadcast. If you want more than that, including bonus episodes, watch-alongs, mailings, Discord, etc., you can head over to patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. Starting at $2 a month, you support the show and what we're doing here and what we plan to do in the next year. Um, and you get all this extra content that we do. Like, we put so much time and effort into our Patreon, it's kind of insane. <laughs> what it? What is time? What is sleep? But anyway, oh. this is the part of the show that we let our generals and spice owners be a part of the show, where they get to answer a question. But before we do that, we want to thank those generals and spice runners. So, first up, we want to thank our generals. Thank you, Carmelo, Andrew Staley, Jeremy Myers, John Reese, Jetta Rosewater, Paul Olson, Jake Houchins, Oliver Lewis... Frank Grande, Hass, Joe Ritchie, Darth Hurricane, John Chorlton, Nick Kratz, Christian Morales, Brian Smith, Matt Chitty, Joey Mayfield-Stewart, and Val Trichkoff. Thank you guys so much. By the way, welcome, Joey. We're excited to have you here. Um, who's a new general? And our Spice Runners, David Probus, Neil Shaw, Double C Chris, Kendall Gelnar, Ryan Wara, Dave Horneck, Micah Harrison, Thomas Hennessy, and Nathan Shank as general. You get the bonus <laughs> player. Yeah. Thank you so much. Welcome back. So this week, we have General Jeremy Myers on location <laughs> for his pod raise, which his question was, what is your favorite, uh, single favorite spot at Galaxy's Edge and why? So, Jeremy, take it away. I know, when I think about it, this is a pretty cool dang spot to be at here at Galaxy's Edge. But I know there's many other. For seeing Ray at Galaxy's Edge is always a fun time. Seeing the sights of the First Order are uh, a positive thing here at Galaxy's Edge as well. I'm not a fan of the First Order, but the sights are still pretty damn amazing. Having a delicious blue milk in the uh, courtyard area is always a fun time. Of course, seeing Kylo throw little tantrums all day long is always fun. I love seeing him 
course, for me, always the Falcon is is home because it reminds me and brings me back to my childhood when I got to play with my uh, Millennium Falcon toy. So for me, I can't beat the Falcon right here at Galaxy's Edge. That's where I proposed to my girlfriend. It's one of the first things I got to do at Galaxy's Edge. This is home. All right, guys. Jeremy, awesome job. Uh, I am extremely jealous because three years, two years later, I still haven't made it uh, to Galaxy's Edge. But John, what do you think? Nice editing skills. You need the fade in, oh, yeah. fade oh, outs. Hollywood. Yeah. Uh, he like work, he like gets a job offer from ILM. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love that. It was like getting a little. Uh, Tour. uh mark daniel's tour of galaxy's edge so that was Loved very it. cool i liked all the spots you picked out um but uh yeah and you know we're going to talk about this a bit on thursday but uh the falcon man i can't wait to go see that thing so i am jealous but i'm very happy that you get to go i'm very yeah. happy that you had some big moments there uh, i believe you proposed to your girlfriend uh while you were uh a part of uh, the trb Epic. community so uh, I, I love that you have that and that you, you think of your, like your childhood and the whole thing. I mean, just a great job. And I'm glad you, uh, the timing worked out where you were able to do your pod race from galaxy's edge. I think that's very cool. So hopefully everyone got a kick out of that. Like I did. And you're the man, Jeremy. Uh, thanks for all the support. I can't wait to hang out, uh, next May. James. Mm-hmm. I, I love when, uh, we do get these like special edits, like Jeremy, I think mm-hmm. that was like my favorite part of the whole thing is the fact that it was like multiple clips put together. Cause I'm always like, <laughs> uh Oh, like Carmelo's going to be mad. You know what I mean? I'm like <laughs> looking at like yeah. Neil Shaw, like, uh Oh, what's going on with all these edits? Like these people got to They're stepping up their game, you know? <laughs> um, no, I absolutely love that. And, uh, I'm going to be at galaxy's edge real soon. So Ugh, yeah, I'm very excited about getting this 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 tour because I'm looking at that milk and I'm like, oh man, I can almost taste it. I can almost taste it. Yeah. Can you? Can you? Thanks. Thanks, Jeremy. Can you almost taste it? I can I'm almost taste it, John. <laughs> <laughs> very disappointed. But you know what? I'm going to be there in May and I can't wait. And we're going to be there as TRB with all of you guys that are going to celebration. Mm-hmm. That is going to be a party and a half. So Thank I feel yes. like the wait for me is kind of worth it because I'm going to be experiencing it for the first time with these guys as well as the rest of you that will be there with us. Um, Jeremy, awesome job. I love that uh, you did all the editing and everything and then just hearing about how much you love that place and how you're there a lot with your family. It's just really nice Um, because I feel like nowadays, especially in the past year, year and a half, two years, we got to appreciate those moments where we get to feel like kids again for a little bit. So I'm all for it. I'm so happy you had a great time. Um, and thanks for being a part of the TRB community. It means a lot to us. So mm-hmm. back to you, John. All right. That takes us towards the end here. Uh, we just want to thank everybody for listening and watching and being a part of TRB. Um, it means a great deal to us. Keep spreading the word. That is how we grow. So if uh, you don't mind sharing a link with a friend who likes Star Wars, it's enjoyable sometimes to have a partner in crime who you could check out his podcast with and talk about it after the fact. Um, and or if you're on like social media, share the episode, quote, tweet it, you know, whether you're on Instagram, share it to your stories, whatever you got to do. Uh, we really appreciate it because you're the engine that keeps spreading the word of TRB. So thank you all so much for that. Uh, make sure you are going 
to uh, Star Wars Newsnet, like James said before, for all of your Star Wars news, reviews, editorials, information, and more. You can find me on Twitter at Johnny Hoey, writing and editing at Star Wars Newsnet. And I have a movie podcast called Just Like the Movies. We recently did Total Recall. Arnold, put that cookie down. That's not even from that movie. <laughs> anyway, uh, James. Um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Myra Trunks. And one other thing, too, is like at the end of every one of these episodes, we put the last most recent episode on at the end of the video. You can click on it. So if you haven't yet, go watch. Wait till the end of this video and click on last Thursday's episode. If you haven't checked it out, we had a really good story on Canon. So and we make it right there available for you. As soon as you can wrap this up, you can just go right into maybe one you missed. So check nice. that out. Do it, uh, Lacey. People can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Lacey Gillard, and I want to thank everybody for sharing their thoughts and comments every week about our episodes and just letting us know uh, what you laugh at or have fun with, because it means a lot. Yeah. You know, you put the stuff out here and you don't know if anybody's listening, and so to, to get comments back, it's always like, it really makes my day. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be honest, like the best part of my day. Mm-hmm. Nice. Well put. Um, yeah th- thanks again everybody uh, we'll be back on Thursday for our discussion episode and we're going to have a good one it's going to be fun so we'll see you next time right here on TRB see you around kids <laughs>